I swear these other podcasts are just a waste of time. I'm skipping through them. I'd rather listen and change my mind. Wes and Nick always help me through my daily grind. Your favorite guys, your favorite lines, change my mind. I swear these other podcasts are just a waste of time. I'm skipping through them. I'd rather listen and change my mind. Wes and Nick always help me through my daily grind. Your favorite guys, your favorite lines, change my mind. Yeah. Nick, I had given up my body. I thought mind's the only thing I have left. I should at least try to elevate that. So uh, I sat with gurus and sacred podcasters. Producers carried me to mountaintops to see holy influencers. And finally, Nick, finally, I found my teacher. And my mind was elevated. And my spirit deepened. And somehow, Nick, somehow, some way, I changed my mind. I am Wesley Sex, and through the other side of the ether is the Ben Inaditch hatchback to my banister crumble bench, Mr. Nicholas J. Asfryer, comedian for hire. I could never get his name right for the longest time. And now I can. It's Cumberbatch, but I always thought it was like Cumberpatch, like the Cabbage Patch Kids. Like Sour Patch Kids, something like that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. absolutely. Never, never could get it right. But I'll tell you what, Wes, that was uh, one of your better intros that you've ever done so far. Uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed that. As soon as I saw that little monologue from our guy Benjamin Bratt, uh, you know, I was like, "Mark that down, Nick. We're we're gonna we're gonna tap right into that." And of course, if you haven't already guessed, uh, we're cracking open the MCU rewatch vault once again to discuss 2016's Doctor Strange, the uh, second installment of Phase Three. So we're we're plugging right along here, Nick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I you know I, when we were going through it too, because there's a certain note, and people figure out when I, I was like confused where we were at um in the rewatch vault but now it's now it's all clear to me i knew we were at obviously i knew we were at strange as i'm rewatching it but just the timelines this is kind of where things start to get a little bit more confusing with that stuff i was just gonna say i feel like things kind of get jumbled because i thought black panther came out before dr strange and that was the last movie before avengers infinity war right if i'm not mistaken so this whole thing kind of gets jumbled together from right around here to to up into infinity war for me mm-hmm. And Strange is one that can easily like fall into like the, the fall through the cracks because as much I think as it did, I think yeah. I mean, as much as it, if I mean, as much as it was a good movie, and we'll talk about it more in detail, but it's one of those ones where it's just like it's a character who is important and, and carries a lot of weight, but you don't necessarily like feel too too strongly about him because it's just I don't know, he's like so overpowered. I think much like, and I think you made a lot of great points there, much like Captain Marvel, I think uh, this character gets better in additional movies as a supporting role than what we've seen in their standalone films. But we will be diving into that uh, momentarily, Nick, because before we get into all of that, my intro question for you is, uh, can you recall the last really bad haircut you had? Yeah, well, I mean, I had a mullet uh, for after college for a little bit so well not uh, so let me rephrase it's not one that like not like a joking the thing that you kind of did as like a joke or something in high school but like you get a haircut and you just got like a bad job i think that happened to me once and it's like that that memory sticks out to me but i cannot remember who did it and i can't remember exactly what it looked like but i definitely have had one and it's really only one i think in my entire life because for the longest time was i was just buzz cut yeah, and it makes that easy. I agree. For a long time, I was too. You can't really screw that up. And now, now I, I might have asked you this before. 
it, it, there's a reason to this. Yeah. Um, do you, do you go to the same barber every time? Do you have yes. like a select person? How I, long I've have had, you been going I've to had the same person for the past at least two years. I, it takes a lot for me to like, I change who I, but for when I was a kid and I got buzz cuts, I just went to master cuts. Okay. So I typically, uh, go to like a pro cut super cuts place because I like convenience. You know, I want to go on my time down on their time. It's all, I get a pretty generic easy haircut as it is mm. uh a three on the side just trim shorten up the top i wear it kind of spiked up in the middle you know that's kind of what, what i say to him every time for the last eight nine ten years or so oh uh and, and for as much shit as i get for going to pro cuts or super cuts or anything like you know that's like the i don't know candy uh gas station store i, I don't know whatever you know it's pretty mean? pretty generic you know uh but i go so i can't go to my usual super cuts on saturday morning because it's packed 9.30 in the morning, can't get in there. So I go around the corner to this barbershop where I've gone before as a backup. Guy's really nice, owner-operated barbershop there, just one person. I walk in, no one's in there. I was like, hey, you got a few minutes to, to fit me in? Yeah, sure. Now, my mistake is I think I'm talking a little too much here during this whole uh, sit-down period. I usually don't talk a lot in the barber. Uh, and I don't know what happens, but he did something very screwed up to my hair. Look at to the side i can't show you the back it was so bad that i had to have my father-in-law's girlfriend who was a hairdresser come in and do some maintenance work i tried to do a little bit of maintenance work on it with some buzzers with like my beard trimmer uh big mistake i took a big chunk out of my hair <laughs> right out of the Jeez. front and i was like nope did that not doing that again um so yeah so it's i'm, I'm worried right now you know the hair was was i feel like samson no, I, well, we're watching. We're watching on the. They threw the camera. I, I think you look fine. I mean, it, I, you know, the uh, the father in law's girlfriend did a fantastic job of, of okay. kind of fixing what was uh, otherwise a very scary situation because it was a lot longer on the top, but like half of it was cut off. They cut off my my like sideburns without even asking. Like, really? I've gone to this guy before. He's good, and like the asshole that I am, I gave him a hundred percent tip. Like it was eighteen dollars. I gave him like thirty six bucks. You know. 35 bucks or something what because I, I it was dark in the place like i didn't really like realize it at the time it wasn't what, until like i got home and like really like showered and looked at it i was like oh man that's how much you tipped somebody head. for your haircuts uh well i was feeling generous you know oh Jesus in, yeah. yeah i mean that's very that's very generous i've never heard of that in my life um but uh well, you know, i i i just don't know what was going on like i said the back is all messed up it's certainly not a three i don't know i'm just well, either way, um, I, I, you did remind me that that part of my really bad haircut was the neck, the the line on the back of my head, but I still can't remember exactly who did. It. I feel like it was a Mastercuts person, but it was it was so long ago. But I do remember my brother's worst haircut because he, like us, has a widow's peak, yep. and he the person tried to like line his stuff up, and he was like a little kid, and he looked so stupid. He like my brother's a pipsqueak for the longest time. <laughs> He's now taller than me, but he had like he 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 looked so bad. His head looked so weird, and it was just it was one of the it was so brutal. It was just a little thing. Just got rid of his widow's peak and rounded out like a lineup. It's like no, that's not that's not changes, what changes the whole landscape of the face. Yeah, I mean, could you imagine me with a with like a just a straight like a circle or across the top like it rounded oh, a nice out? little square like a square line up there? Oh, I can see yeah. that. Oh, it'll be looks, fresh. 
It looked te- well. His was like I'm telling you, his looked like looked like a circle more than anything. It was terrible. It was awful. Maybe rock like a like a black beater with like a gold uh, Jesus chain or something yes. like this gold yeah, cross. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I like get that. The, that Padres chain, that big one, like flavor flavor. Oh, there we go. Now we're yeah. talking. I know what time it is. Yeah. Um, speaking of time, Loki on Disney Plus premieres a mere 48 hours from now. Seemingly, I, I can't do math. Uh, this, this Wednesday. How's that? Yep. Um, any last minute uh, predictions, hopes, dreams, fears, no, I don't, desires? I don't, I don't really have any predictions necessarily, but I would just like a lot of like hijinks. I want to see a hijinks. lot of historical characters, and that could be um, like you know someone like I don't know Abraham Lincoln or Vampire um, Hunter. Yeah, yeah, as a Vampire Hunter would be great. Or I'd be totally content with. Um, with you know, seeing different characters that like Marvel characters, maybe that were that were sprinkled in throughout history that Loki crosses paths with. So just little things like that. I don't. Obviously, we're going to get a storyline in some capacity, like a you know a linear thing. But I'd oh, like a get out, of, get out of town, a show with a storyline. You don't say. Spoiler. Well, yes, I mean more like a like a well, I mean like with Modok, right? Where we talked about right. it being yeah, yeah, Robot yeah. Chicken. If Loki was like Robot Chicken, I would be totally cool with that. We're not going to get that, but I would no, like a yeah. lot of a lot of like stuff that takes us away from like, that. Would be interesting though. Yeah, that that and that's what I'm saying. Like, have that yeah, okay. storyline drives the bus fine, but it doesn't need to be dominating the entire time. I guess. I think this is going to be probably, and, and this is not for me saying this is Kevin Feige who thinks that this is going to have the biggest connection to the MCU uh, to date for the Disney Plus shows. Not that that's a whole lot, you know, between Falcon and the Winter Soldier and WandaVision. Um, but so I think that's going to be the case. I think the first episode is going to be what you're going to see with a lot of these Disney plus shows, right? So it's, it's going to be um, something for us fans who have been following along for these, what, 25 titles now and, and IPs that that's going to kind of introduce uh, the storyline, but it's also going to reintroduce uh, Loki and what his backstory is to all of the newcomers, right? So they want to make this digestible, um, and viewable for everybody, right? Not just like the diehard Mar- Marvel fans. So I think the, this first episode is going to be, you know, a bit of a slog, a bit of a buildup and just kind of remind you of who Loki is, what he's about and how he got to this point. Um, and, and it's going to be six episodes from what I've, what I've seen on IMDb, roughly 45, 50 minutes each. So, so right around that same time as um, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And I did, and we have said this for a little while. We both. I, I don't know if you still feel this way, but I expect this to be the best Marvel show of the yeah. Film. This is what I've been most excited for. I think I've said that you know from from the jump here of the, when, when everything was kind of announced. I think this Loki show was um, the one that definitely caught my eye to it. Well, I don't. I mean, I've I was excited for Winter, Falcon and Winter Soldier uh, big time, but after seeing what they did with WandaVision and how they were just the craziness they were able to you know it ensued in that series. I was like, okay, with you do this with Wanda and, and Vision, who the latter I could give two shits about. Now you're gonna go have Loki. This it, that shit should be absolutely crackers. So I, I feel like like if this isn't the best one of the three, I mean, sure I can still give it a good grade, but I'm gonna be disappointed if it's not better than it clearly oh, no, better than Wanda. We're definitely gonna be disappointed. There's gonna be some some hype uh, buildup of of Reed Richards or something, con- some connection uh, well, in there and, and, and stuff, just, and then it's not gonna happen. And then. well, don't buy into it, Wes. I mean, I was I, I can't was, help I, myself. It's the human condition. No, you, it's. No, you're smart. You're smarter than that. You're not goo. Okay, oh, you can, oh, you can oh. easily just ignore the the noise. I know you guys got to do it for the show and stuff like that, but you can and talk, you can talk about it, but you don't have to necessarily buy into it. Well, I think it was the great German philosophizer uh, Nietzsche who says, "Be careful when you stare into the abyss." 
because the abyss may stare back at you. Okay. Not entirely sure how that's applicable to this situation. And maybe it's just because I'm too stupid, which would be ironical. Well, that, I mean, maybe that's what those are your words, not mine. But when you deal with uh, uh, rumor and speculation all the time, it's hard not to get swept up in rumor and speculation. Why didn't you just say that in the first place? Because that sounded smarter, Nick. Uh, all right. That's all I was trying to do. I was on my high horse for a minute. Okay. Mm, oh, shut up for a minute. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure. All right. Let's see. What else do we got? Uh, it looks like so. Is it the Illuminati that's reporting this about uh, the Black Panther news? Uh, that's where I first saw it. You know, yeah. I'm sure it's probably multiple outlets at this point. No, but I think they had it first. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're right. Because I saw Geeks Worldwide wrote that up, and they, I know they trust uh, Illuminati. But apparently, I'm going to get this name wrong here, but it's my job to do the casting now. Kenak uh, <laughs> Huerta uh, from Narcos is um, going to be playing Namor in, the, in Black Panther uh, Wakanda Forever. So. Yeah, that is uh, big news, of course. You might know him from Narcos Mexico. Uh, I, I don't, per se. I don't but, either. Um, I, I recognize the face. I you know gave him a, a quick uh, Google search there. So I recognize the face a little bit. But um, this is big news, right? This was highly speculated, once again, dealing in rumor and speculation here, uh, <laughs> that Namor was going to be introduced in, in Black Panther and in, uh, Black Panther 2, I should say. Of course, kind of getting the tease from Okoye at Avengers Endgame, right? With, mm -hmm. with those type of volcanoes or activity or Which whatever. I just want to, real quick, Wes, but you can continue after this. Mm -hmm. I just want to be known that the first person in the DSG to know, notice that, and this is pre-DSG, of course, this movie, but I, 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 we obviously listened to all each other's shows. I was the first one to make note of that, and then we heard other guys talk about it after the fact, but it was me first. I connected the dots. I just wanted Hashtag to Nick deserves credit. You know? Yes, thank you. Yes, for once, I would like a little bit of fucking credit. My God. Thank you, it, you know, The credit train is getting passed around a lot recently, and it hasn't really stopped at Nick Fryer. Uh, you know, I think I think it needs to stop to, to Friartown. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. But as for and, and I want to give you credit for saying Namor because I perpetually say Namor and I'm always going to do it. But I am incorrect. I, as far as I know, it is Namor. Once we get this movie, we Wait, will know. What were you? So I say Namor. You say Namor. Namor. Oh, I see. You but can I break it up I'm, after the M. I am ninety five percent sure you are correct. Mm. I just mm. never get it right because I've always thought it, it just reads as Namor to me. Like looking at it, doesn't it look like Namor? Yeah, I, I always said Namor. I, I don't know. Who, who knows? Now, now you got me second-guessing myself. I think Either you're way, right. I'm telling you, you're uh, right. Production is, I, I don't even know. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know left from right, up what and down. Right? What is Starbird again? Uh, we're, we're, if we're talking with, with Namor and nautical uh, directions. Uh, production set to start in July with an anticipated uh, July 8th, 2022 release date. Mm -hmm. Now, this is kind of exciting, but I would have liked a more of a, um, uh, um, what am I, Dr. Doom uh, tie in here with, with Wakanda Forever, more so than the Neymar thing, just because I am a, a bigger Fantastic Four fan than mm -hmm. I don't really know Neymar. Nobody really cares about Neymar. Right? Uh, he seems yeah. like the knockoff version of Aquaman. I don't know who came first in that, in that chicken or the egg uh, situation there, but you Aquaman seems like the more popular of the two. Uh, I don't think, well, you know what, Wes? He's I the think, more known one, I think. If you well, ask, like, the average yeah, kid but, or growing up or something, I don't but know. Is, 
is that does that more have to do with the character like is that more a knock on what DC has tried to push more so through the years or is that more is that more a knock on what the character yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's fair because but if, if, if we're talking about, like Atlanteans like right like I think Aquaman's probably the more famous he is a mutant and we've seen him where he's had a thing with Sue Storm in the comics and then he and then like in the X-Men Red which I talked about on TLDR a while back he had a prominent role in that as well and I I mean I, look I like what um what they did with Momoa with Aquaman because in general i'm not a huge fan my brother actually gave aquaman a chance i think it was rebirth or i can't remember what he read but he actually liked the, what they did with the character um there i haven't read any aquaman before i don't ever really plan to but mm-hmm. with with moa it was good with namor from what i've seen in the comics i don't think you want to try and change too much with him like he started out as a villain he's kind of a dick i would and he don't worry don't get me wrong he acts as a hero but I would kind of lean into what the character has been in the comics and just roll, work off of that. Don't try and reinvent it like you did with Aquaman or DC. Yeah, yeah. Keep him with a dick. You know, we're, we're coming into a, a little bit of a void now with no um, Tony Stark. Right? You don't really have that that dickhead role there, and, and maybe Doctor Strange kind of fills that void. But then, hmm. who fills Doctor Strange's void here? So, uh, you know, I, I think we have an opening for another kind of dickish hero good guy but maybe a bad guy you gotta be careful with this the, the all these dicks in those openings it's gonna get really messy at one point so just you know D- dicks and openings yeah well you know just just yeah put it put it right in my mouth i guess uh nick nick speaking of the hashtag nick deserves credit train uh did you uncover jeff bezos as the real life lex luther so i cannot i tweeted this out and i cannot remember what uh, instagram account i found it from but if you go find my account on twitter at nick underscore i'm sorry no at fry underscore guy one um <laughs> their words of worlds are colliding yeah but um i tweeted and i i, tw- I credited that account there um but it was what was it it was um the artwork from Invincible, where Omni Man is talking to Mark, but Omni Man is wearing um, what's what's the guy from the Boys? Why am I forgetting his name right now? The the main the Superman. Why can't I remember his name? Do you remember it? Uh, no. Why why can't I think look, look it up? For, look it up for me real quick. Oh um, my god, I'm drawing a blank. The uh, anyways. He's like, so he's talking to Mark and and basically saying uh, I can't remember. I don't have the words exactly in front of me, but. Why Homelander, you, bam, got Homelander, it. Wow. thank you. That Why do you think Amazon is trying to get people to hate Superman-like characters? Because, of course, Omni-Man and then, again, uh, Homelander. Homelander. Jesus. And Homelander <laughs> are both Superman-like characters. And then we get right under that image, we have Jeff Bezos and a picture of Lex Luthor, and they look exactly the same. So Jeff Bezos is Lex Luthor. There you go. Uh, he's going to space now, you know. Like he, he owns. Yeah, I, I'm all. I'm all for that. You, you know, I love a good conspiracy theory. You know that I love when comic books imitate real life, art imitates real life, or, or life imitating art. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, I like it. I cannot believe it. that I the Homelander was like just completely escaping me. It's I know just... that was, that's bad. That's bad for us. Uh, let, let's let's see if we can regroup here in the comic book minute, Nick. Yes. So, um, so the two books that I want to highlight for this week are both from DC Comics. We have Future State Gotham issue two, which I'm reviewing this in the next book for Geeks Worldwide. Future State Gotham is focused on Red Hood. I like the story. I like the artwork, but this is in black and white. And I did not realize this okay. when I reviewed the first issue. I, like, I knew it was in black and white in the first issue, but I just assumed, okay, I didn't get... Something's wrong with my review copy. Okay, fine, whatever. I'm not going to go and bring that up. I'm not going to go and bug the people at DC about it. And then Joe tells me after the fact, it's in black and white. What is the deal? Uh, 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 
Okay. And then same thing with the second issue, still black and white. I don't think it's, you can't, you can do books in black and white and it works. Sure. And the, the, the art in here is good enough to be in black and white by itself in general. But I, the way you have the cup, the first two covers, the colors are very vibrant. This is like in the future. It's all like neo colored and it has like that kind of um, Blade Runner vibe to it. And then it's in, it's in black and white. So the expectations are for something completely different. And then you give it, it's still, I still gave it a good grade, but it's just like that all the points I take off are because of the lack of color. And it just, I don't understand what, who made that decision, but it was a pretty dumb one. Um, conversely, Batman Urban Legends uh, issue four is out this week, and that has been outstanding. And I love the Red Hood story there, but there's a but Grifter, who's a Jim Lee creation from his Image days that he brought over to DC. That has been there have been some awesome cameos in there. And as there was at one point, I think it was in the second issue, um, we saw. This is a spoiler for if you plan on going back and reading this and haven't read it already. In the second issue, uh, Red Hood shows up with uh, Grifter. And that I was all about it. And then in this issue, we see another DC character that I absolutely love. I won't say who it is this time because um, it's not out at this point. Teased, but yeah. another character that I absolutely love. And then we see another character who I'm hoping their appearance means we're going to see a lot of different stuff from Jim Lee creations in the past that he brought over to DC. So a lot of cool stuff. Um, the Grifter stories have been absolutely must-reads, and I think Red Hood has too. So if you're not reading this and you're a Red Hood fan, you're missing out for sure. Um, as for um, t- more comic book stuff later in the week, of course, on TLDR, we're always uh, broadcasting on Wednesdays. We may or may not have an interview coming up this week, um, but I'm not going to jinx it or anything until it's done. I won't tell you guys who it is. Okay. Um, but Joe is going to be talking Coyotes, which is a Sean Lewis book from Image Comics. And I'm going to be talking The Red Mother, which is a horror book from Boom Studios. And should not be reading that thing at night. I'll tell you that, Wes. Oh, I like that. I'm, I'm intrigued. Actually, I'm, I don't like that. I'm a little bit worried for you and your bed sheets in case you wet the bed at night. Well, I've, I think I've grown uh, grown past those days. I mean, it did last into college, but that's you know a whole other issue. Well, I, keep, keep, I keep throwing back those those uh, whiskeys and scotches like you are, you know? Who knows? I did actually have a teammate who was like a notorious bedwetter, and it was like it was like unlike anything I've ever heard of. Yeah, my roommate was like he was constantly flipping mattresses, like just and like you'd wake up in the morning, he had the fan running and like the mattresses on his side, and he's like again, he's like yeah. He had one time though where he was so shit faced that he, uh, this was freshman year, he was drunk, woke up, went to go like he went and peed on our RA's door handle. Thankfully, our RA was an awesome dude. But he went it was like, oh, my God, what are you doing? Did the RA know? How would he have known? Oh, he found out, like, right after the fact. He heard the noise outside because a bunch oh, of guys were there from, from the Was hall. he, like, eating asparagus or something? Like, what, what's going on here? He just uh, – he, but he is like, dude, you can't you can't do that. What are you doing? He, he like, let it go, and, and my roommate, like, tried to clean it up, but can't really do that. But he, it no, was, it was other things. It's there. Yeah, oh it seeps God. in. gets it into was, the fabrics. He actually pissed somewhere else and got another one of my teammates in trouble Like because somebody thought he pit, that kid pissed. Oh, it's a mess. Anyways, enough, enough pee talk. We're not dorks. It's a, it's a pissing good time. Let's get to the main topic, shall we? Uh, you, you hear that noise, Nick? Do you hear that noise out there? That is that's the creaking of the MCU rewatch vault Oh shit! I thought you opening were back up again. Uh, because it's wide open for 2016's Doctor Strange. Uh, Doctor Strange, while on a journey of physical and spiritual healing, a brilliant neurosurgeon is drawn into the world of the mystic arts, Nick. 
And let's see who the cast and crew is for this. So it was directed by Scott Derrickson, starring Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, Rachel McAdams as Dr. Christine Palmer, Chitwell Edgefor yeah. uh, as Mordo. Who? What do we also see him in? What's the other? What's the one from? Um, it was Dark Horse. Now it's an Image book. Uh, the Old Guard. He was also in that. Yeah. Um, yeah Benedict Wong as Wong. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, he was, wasn't he also in? Um, what was the other movie we did with? Um, it was Christopher Nolan. Robert Pattinson's in it. Um, he's is he in that as well? I think no, no, that's no, no, that's John David Washington. No, John David Washington. Jesus. Um, let's see. Mads Mickelson as uh, Cassilius, Tilda Swinton as the Ancient One, and then Benjamin Bratt has Jonathan Pangborn. I'm surprised that he got credit. Uh, he's I think he was great. He's no, getting no. a lot of credit here. I opened up the show with a with his monologue. So yes, oh yes, I I did notice that, and I'm sure we'll talk about him a little bit more. But tell me about the ratings and the reviews. Yes, so the critics' reception here, it's got a 7.5 out of 10 on IMDb, an 89-85 split on Rotten Tomatoes, and new to the critics' reception corner, uh, movierankings.net. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. That is the Lights, Camera, Barstool site. You should really check it out, especially if you're having a difficult time uh, finding movies or something to watch streaming. They rank, like, everything and give you a synopsis of it. And not on Barstool? Uh, so yeah, so it's movierankings.net, but it's the Lights, Camera, Barstool podcast that runs it. Uh, so they gave uh, uh, Doctor Strange an 85 out of 100. Give me a weird look like you never heard of this before. I, I, a, I've never heard, I've heard of the podcast, but I've never heard of that site. I don't understand well, why the, the site is fairly new. But why aren't they part on Barstool? That doesn't make sense to me. It but is. I, it's, it's, uh, it's an offshoot, I guess. Okay. All right. I, I mean, I guess when you look at the name, I, I mean, that's an easy one to, to search. Like, that's totally SEO friendly, too. Yeah. It, it, yeah. yeah but I'm, I'm always going to stick with IMDb as much as I'm pretty far apart with IMDb on this one. I think that you have the most, um, like, real critics. I and mean, it's not too fan. It's not too, like, snooty critics like you get on the Rotten Tomatoes critics um, as much yeah. as I'm actually pretty much in line with them. But as for the box well, office, I, West, I think the Lights, Lights Camera Barstool guys, you know, they're in the same realm as us, uh, right, same age group and stuff. So I think, you know, if, if I, I, we might have a lot of the similar, um, you know, interest in aligned. Maybe. Um, let's see. As for the box office, uh, 677 million worldwide, 232 million domestic ranks 15th in the MCU ahead of Thor, the dark world, uh, and behind Captain America winter soldier. I cannot believe how low that is on the, uh, I know it, that really is a, uh, yeah, very underrated if, movie. I think if I saw the, it, I think if we saw like the list in front of me, then it, I, it would probably make a little bit more sense. Cause every time that we do it, you're pulling just what's ahead of it and what's behind it. Um, so it probably make you know it make a little more yeah, sense, but it all all together there. Yes. Um, so yeah, w- let's open it up here with a score on the tweet length review. Tweet length review, Nick. I remember enjoying this movie in the theaters. I thought it was a great time. Uh, awesome 3D theater experience. But this movie has become very forgettable for me. I uh, like most of the origin movies. I would say. Uh, and that said, Strange is an uber dick in this. So I gave it an 82 out of 100. I thought it was a bit of a slog. Hmm. Okay. Do not really care for the villain all that much? Like, I don't know. Okay. Excuse me. Um, I gave it an 89 out of 100. I think this is visually stunning. Doctor Strange's origin movie is one of the best the superhero genre has ever produced. And I, that's boom. And I'm just going to See, I think it's just I hate I'm, – I'm beginning to hate origin stories. That's fair. They, they just all feel very formulaic, cookie cutter, and it's just like I don't – like, especially if we know the characters, like if this is like 
Doctor Strange for the, you know all intents and purposes. Like we knew pretty well. Like just to, like I love what Spider Man did and and the MCU version. He has his powers. He's ready to go. Let's let's jump right into it. Yeah, but like the, the, that's a character who's been done multiple times on the big screen, so it's a I little get bit different. It. Yeah, I mean we're gonna get an origin story with the, the with the mutants in some capacity too. I, well, I don't know how they're gonna do that because that's just gonna be a whole mess. So their their origin story will probably be very different. Um, but like when you look at the Ant with Ant Man, right? He had a pretty damn good origin story. Iron Man obviously is an exception, yeah. but I think right now that is my second high. That's tied for my second highest ranked. Um, um, origin, what is it? Story? origin story ranking, yeah. yeah at this point, in the, for the yeah, so with your eighty nine and my eighty two, that gives it a score of eighty five point five on the CMMCU rankings. You like that there? Ah, uh, yes. Coming into uh, the seventh spot currently, seven out of fourteen uh, okay. right now. So that's just ahead of Iron Man, or just behind Iron Man, I should say, and just ahead of Iron Man three. Do we want to go through the top ten or no? Uh, we we've done it past. Maybe we'll tweet it out. Or, you know, okay. we'll, we'll we'll send that out after we uh, you know air the episode and tweet all that stuff out tomorrow. I think that's a that is a great call. Um, so that brings us to our the award categories, right? Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm going to let you take the lead on this first one here uh, with the on your left award for the most rewatchable scene because uh, I think you hit the nail on the head. But again, I I didn't find this movie very rewatchable at all, which is a huge barometer for me. Okay, anything astral plane related, um, mm-hmm. I think is it, it, so. Let's see, the uh, mirror dimensions uh, versus Cassilia. So that happens a little bit later on in the movie, and then I think we do get some semblance of mirror dimension stuff too at the beginning in the first fight scene between the ancient one and Cassilius and the followers that he has at that point. Obviously there's a lot more before, you know, the ancient one kills them off. And then we have uh Dormammu uh, where I've, you know, strangers come to bargain. I would say those four are the most rewatchable scenes. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, uh, the one that comes to mind, right. Is when uh strange first is fighting at the bleaker street. Um, uh, uh, why, why can't I think of its name, but the, yeah. the, the bleaker street house there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you you see all the different windows that go into the different uh, parts of the world, whether it's like the desert, the rainforest, or like the stormy waters. And that fight in there, when he when he gets uh, you know the, the his his cape and all that stuff, and he's all that all the uh, ancient props are kind of getting broken up and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a pretty cool scene. Yeah, and that one was I think that would fall under the mirror dimension stuff versus yeah. Cecilius, but I mean. Like the, the astral plane fight, like the first time that we see the ancient one kick uh, Strange out was ridiculous. But I'm my vote's probably gonna go with the first fight scene. Um, as much as you know, the other stuff was good. It just it hits you right away with how crazy this movie can be. And that's for me. I felt like this wasn't a rewatch because I hadn't rewatched it in a while. But I was like, this is a movie I can't just sit down and watch because the visuals you really got to be locked in to appreciate them, and that's absolutely the case. And I felt like this is just, you know, you have this whole world and anything with Cassilius and everything. But this time around, I felt like I was able to appreciate Strange's story a lot more and his growth and everything that he endures throughout this. So it was definitely a lot of growth. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, But still, the visuals are and and we're going to talk about it again in a second, but the visuals are what really sucked me in and that's what that's the thing with all of these so that's why i'm going to give my vote to the ancient one fight she she absolutely kicks ass too by the way she's the coolest character probably in the whole movie so she is which is interesting i agree with you she i love her character i love how kind of like stoic and androgynous that she is right uh throughout all this but uh she's 
also probably the, the most problematic character of the group too. So she, her, the character itself is very problematic, but the yeah. uh, execution of Tilda Swinton, given um, you know the the uh, flammability of the role, uh, I thought was pretty good. It's yeah, that's yeah, and we have more with her that we'll talk about in a minute. Yeah. Um, but you ready to head over to America's Ass War for what age is the best? Yeah, and, and I think you know, we already touched on a lot of this. It's the CGI, it's that theater going experience. Again, uh, I thought that was very enjoyable. You know, did this build upon what Inception kind of introduced, or mm. was this just a cheapened knockoff? I think that's a fair question. I'm not sure if if that is uh you know, again, building upon what Inception did or, or just kind of like an imitation for it. I think so it built I'm upon not sure. It. I think it built upon it. I mean, uh, and I watched I watched that fairly recently too. It was a few months ago, but yeah, it, it was on Netflix. I think pretty recently. Yeah, that's when I watched it. It was when it was on Netflix. Um, but it was um, it, I thought it, I thought it built upon it. And for me, look, the, look, you can't replicate what the theater does, of course. I mean, unless you have a ridiculous at home theater, and it's I mean, you have to have a ridiculous one to replicate what they did in, in this movie. Um, but still, even watching it here on my TV, it I still thought that the visuals played very well. Mm -hmm. Um. Mm -hmm. throughout the entirety of all so i, I yeah so i mean in the end it's the visuals um for the america's ass word it is not really a debate for this one yeah and and when you're talking about even like the astral plane stuff you know you think that that fight in the uh, uh er room where mm -hmm. where uh christine is trying to bring back dr strange for who's already wounded and that was one of the key scenes from the comic books that when derrickson signed on to direct this movie he kind of when he was building the story it was all kind of built around like he knew right right off the bat that, that story that scene was going to be included into it and that if any any story that he was going to tell would have to have that sort of astral plane fight while also being rooted in real life at the moment so the, i thought that was kind the, of cool the mirror stuff the mirror world stuff that he did to realm the you know, dimension whatever he mm -hmm. um like in that moment where it's all like really hyper crystallized was so cool too Yes. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, speaking of mirrors, Nick, uh, mm. very, very well, well timed here. The mirror match villain award for uh, what age the worst. Do you mind if I, I lead this one off here? Oh, go for it, please. Uh, so this one, I'm going to knock two off here. So it's the car accident scene, right? But it's also uh, the disclaimer at the end that says uh, about, about texting and driving or, or distracted driving at the end. That's a little age the worst, a little late for that, right? The whole movie <laughs> starts with the, car accident and then two hours later you're like eh, maybe don't text and drive but what i hate about the car accident scene it's it's so well done which is why i hate it um it's one of those <laughs> things like you talk like you, you watch like dr pimple popper or like any of those type of videos i've seen yeah and it's like you like, you cringe and you can kind of like feel it it's like why you like how you cringe when you watch michael scott do something awkward like mm -hmm. you kind of feel that kind of like that pain so when Strange is going into the accident and his hands around the steering wheel get engulfed by the center console or like the dashboard and it comes down, like I cringe every time. And then the next scene when he wakes up and his fingers are all in that, that thing and it's all stapled and it looks like a, you know, a, like butchered for, for lack of a better term there. Yeah, um, so it's, I, it's gruesome. You, you feel confined. I just feel like I hate it. It's like styrofoam on my ears. Like I'm like, Ugh. oh, don't. Yeah, that's that's awful. That that I the styrofoam is always the freaking worst. But I so I would never vote for this in what age the worst because they did such a good job with it and it's still it's so freaking brutal. But I absolutely understand your point that this is like one of your least favorite moments from this movie. But it's just. It is well done. So yeah, like, no, absolutely. Like I said, it, it convey. It's like that uneasiness that you feel through uncut gems that you hate, and you're like, that's why people may not like the movie. But it's a sign of 
the movie conveying some sort of emotion to the audience, right? Or, or, or at least like pulling some emotion from that audience. Mm -hmm. so, oh, definitely. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of that that love hate thing for there me there. What, what what do you got? What's your um, so the only one that I have because you I think you have a winner here. Um, but the only one that I have right now is because you not having any understanding of the ramifications of uh, becoming one with like the dark dimension and Dumamu and everything. Like, I get the joke at the end. It is funny how the strange overlooked that and strange, obviously a very smart guy, photographic memory, all that crap, but he, oh, he's doing this spell and he didn't look at the end. Well, how does Cassilius not have a better understanding of what it means to become one with any other being? I feel like it's going to be problematic. Yeah. Yeah. Like anything crazy. when you, when you deal with something that's like called a dark dimension, I don't that's know. You should maybe read the fine print before, before you're you know, diving into something like that. Yeah, maybe it's just like, you know, talk to the Ancient One yeah. about what's going on. I mean, the Ancient One, I will say the Ancient One's decision to not tell others She's about, kind of a shady bitch. She is. And I <laughs> sure, that's one way to put it. Um, but what what you have something about her for what age the worst, and I think it's actually an interesting point. Yeah, I mean, I mean, her whole role, right, of the Ancient One being a Celtic living in Tibet, um, you know, is, is very odd to me. How did that end up there? Uh, you know, how did it get accepted? How come a Tibetan person isn't the ancient one in Tibet, right? Um, yeah. Derrickson has described this as being a, as a no-win situation because obviously they're selling this movie in China. We went over the box office numbers, right? It was like $657 million worldwide. Like a quarter of a, a you know, $250 million of that was uh, was domestically, so... The mm -hmm. other 400 million came you know, overseas, well more than what was made here. A good majority of that had to be from China. Whatever conflicts China and Tibet has with that, like that wasn't going to be a, the case there, right? So that wasn't going to be allowed. It's yeah. It's one Do of you those whitewash the role at that point, and then and then you get all right. You know that sucks. Why not? You know, so it's it, you can't win. It's different. The thing is, though, it's a female playing the role. You're not just casting a male in it. So it's not like you're just straight up whitewashing. You are giving a, a group like a character because you wouldn't have you. There would be only you only have what uh, Rachel McAdam as your only female character in all of this. So I have no problem That's with not, them cha yeah. like changing the gender in, the, in all of it. I'm fine with that. Is a male character who I, I believe is Tibetan um, or something to that effect in like that part of the world that that, that character is native to that part of the world. So it is strange. That said, I like Tilda Swinton quite a bit. I've, you know, just to make sure that I mentioned Constantine at least once in this episode. Um, she <laughs> plays, is it Michael that she plays in? Um, she, one of the archangels, but obviously a huge role in mm -hmm. Constantine. And it's a very interesting interpretation on the character. Really enjoyed what she did. And so I, I like her a lot. So it is strange, um, but at least, you know, they went and made it a different like not straight, uh, I guess not straight up by washing, but in the end it still is. So it, it was an odd decision. Yeah, um, and, yeah, and again, like he, he, you know, the way if you look on the Wikipedia, you know, they they describe it really well of of what Derrickson was saying is uh, again a no win situation. He, he was talking about maybe doing an Asian woman in the role, but then like uh, if, you do, if you do like an, an older Asian woman, it's like uh, offensive to a certain type of group. But if you did another one, it could be like the fetish fetishizing of like a younger Asian woman. You know, the Asian like younger stereotype. It was like what? all this different stuff that he was like talking about and like aware of at the moment i don't understand so it, any of it that. it's more than just like uh you know you can't go with an asian person we're doing with a white person we're wh whitewashing we're throwing away. It, it actually like was a lot more nuanced and at least in his interpretation i'm butchering that right now no, i know but, no, but i get your i get your point for the, in all of it i don't understand the other stuff but maybe it's just because i don't 
we don't, we don't think about that that other yeah yeah that they're exactly. talking about. I I just don't I don't understand how it comes to that. But I mean, Tilda Swinton did a great job, and I I think she she's a as I we watched the stuff that she's been in more. I really grow to appreciate her as an actor more. No, no, yeah, Tilda Tilda's great. I, like I said, that's not an indictment on her or anything. I thought no. she was one of the the better parts of this movie. But it's a good point. It's just interesting, yeah. And again, you, you got to talk about it at a certain point. But you when know? you break down the nuance that Derrickson talks about, now it's like, okay, I don't know if I necessarily want to cast that as my vote for what is the worst. Because yeah, it, well, you know, we're the only podcast with the balls to talk about it here. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, exactly. Credit to you for bringing it up and doing hey, the research. Credit to me. Yeah, good man. Yeah, credit we, to you. Had... Give me credit. How about that? How about Strange being like truly a dick? To keep, yeah, I think that might be a reoccurring theme here. Like, like mm -hmm. I think he's more of a lovable dick in Avengers, Infinity War, Endgame, all that stuff. Uh, but he's like a real jerk in this. Yeah, he is. I like, and I, you're, you shouldn't be really bothered by it. At least based on when I was looking, I just at don't like him. I don't like him in this movie. I, I mean, I do remember him being kind of an asshole. I just, I don't but like. Mind like it. Tony Stark was an asshole, but you could like him at the end of the day. Well, yeah, but you don't. But the, you can't have everybody be like not every asshole. Is I, like know, I know, I yes. know. I just, I just don't enjoy him. Is what I'm saying. I, I, I don't hate it because I think you know. I've had conversations about with some people that I know about doctors, and I don't. I know a few doctors, and the ones that I know are, I think, all nice people. I'm unless I'm forgetting somebody, but like, there's like a whole thing with maybe surgeons. I think like someone told me like surgeons are typically like nurse more narcissistic. And if you're if you're a surgeon and you listen to the show, and I'm incorrect by all means, tell me. But that is what I was told. Um, and but that makes sense with with Strange in this case. Like you're listening yeah. to him take that phone call, Wes, and he doesn't want to ruin his perfect record. He sounds like a lawyer who are supposed to be the real a holes. Right? No, of course. Wow, that's yeah. My father's get, a lawyer. You're gonna get written out of the will there, Nick. Uh, uh, but yeah, but this yeah. brings up a, a good question here into the the quantum realm award for for unanswerable questions. The first one that comes up is. Who's the bigger asshole here, Tony Stark or Stephen Strange? And, and as a follow-up, is Stephen Strange the person, uh, the least likable hero in the Avengers? Hmm. That may and that may be the case. I think he may be. I think Stephen Strange is the bigger asshole. By the way, my vote for the last category is actually the one I ended up bringing up after we talked about it enough. Um, but I think the bigger a-hole, yeah, I think it hmm. Yeah, I think it is Stephen Strange because what he did, I know he went through a traumatic experience and everything, but what he did to Rachel McAdams' character doctor was Dr. Parker. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, like showing up his colleagues Palmer. and stuff, or like Dr. Christine Palmer. Yeah. And, and or like just the the attitude oh. that he shows up with at, at the Carmartage with like the jokes and everything after he just got the shit kicked out of him. Like that lost his last dollar. He can't move his hands and he's still like wisecracking and making smart ass remarks. Like mm -hmm. no sense of humility. Like, after life is just beating him into a pummel. That is a uh, good unanswerable question. I think I have a couple better ones though. Um, okay. So the first one that I have is did Dr. Palmer, Rachel McAdams character ever grow out with Dr. Nick? I don't know what his last name was, but that's the guy who, um, who declared that person dead. Mm -hmm. as Stephen Strange ended up saving. Um, did they actually ever go out, have a relationship or anything? We don't, we don't get an answer to that. I think so. I think I think it's one of those things like we saw in um oh what movie is it? Oh geez, I'm I'm blanking on it. it, it but anyway, I, I, never mind. It, it's like a friend date. I, I'm blanking mm -hmm. on the movie. Oh, it's oh like, yep. No, I know, but I know what you're talking about. I get I get that. I get Chris that. Chris O'Dowd. Chris O'Dowd. Are you talking about with Thor? Um uh Yeah. Um 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Natalie Portman. Yeah, the Dark World. Yes, that, yeah, yes, yeah. Thank you. Yes, that, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. It was like a date, but it's like I'm not really into it. I'm just doing it because like I need to get back out there. I think it's that, like that. Yeah, like yeah. Slump Buster, something, something to that. Effect. There we go. See, Nick, thank you. See, Nick, you deserve credit for for keeping my mind abreast here. Yes, I wonder why I had Slump Busters on my mind. Um, anyways, um, let's see. Uh, who was the girl that Doctor Strange was going to operate on? Um, that when they got struck by lightning, that was one he heard about right before he died. She got struck by lightning and had an implant in her brain controlling her schizophrenia. Yeah, so this is kind of interesting, and this might uh, go into a little bit of a spoiler alert, but this was a lot of speculation and hoopla on this phone call about who he was would operate on next, and nothing really ever came to it. No, and we'll bring up one of the other ones a little bit later on because Wes did find did some research after I looked into it, but I, from what I saw, somebody brought up like it was a failed, like um, it was a doctor, I mean, a, Captain Marvel tease, but it didn't end up working. So I don't think maybe I, I don't think that's even her origin. Like in the I, comics. I don't think so either. I don't really, I don't really care about Captain Marvel comic books, but um, yeah. So I don't I don't know where that one came from, but that would that would have been something cool. But do you have any others? How long do you think Strange was in the Carmitage? That is a great question. And uh, like how long would it take you to become a master of the Mystics? Two I mean, years, it, three years, it six had months. To be- it had to be a couple years, right? But you take an accelerated course. It had to be a couple. Well, he's he's brilliant, and they said he's like meant. He was meant to be in the mystic arts. Yeah, I I understand that, but if you're starting from scratch, you know, square one, like how long you can't even move your hands, you know, like you have yeah, to like right. overcome that. Yeah, like I, I don't know. It, it, it's like the same thing we talk about in Batman Begins mm-hmm. with uh, Christian Bale, right? And 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 Bruce Wayne. There, how long is he at the? Um, what are they called? It's Roger Shadows place, the League of Shadows. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how long is it there? How long does it take to for you know ten thousand hours at least? Yeah, I don't. You, you one would think that he was there for quite a long time. God, I just thinking about that too. How badass Ra's al Ghul is, and you have Liam Neeson. He totally underutilized that character. Like, I love the Christopher Nolan Batman stuff, but man, when you. When you uh, anyways, I'm yeah, that, the Batman Begins Mac maybe deserves some credit there. Leaves some uh, leaves a little bit to be desired. Um, Anything else? Uh, you know, this is more of just like a, a you know a hypothetical question. Where's Stephen Strange's family during his life-threatening car accident? Mm, something tells me they're not. He doesn't have any family. Is he like the Aaron Rodgers of the MCU? I would think he's probably. He definitely is the Aaron Rodgers of the MCU. That may be what he is. I would I would guess that he's probably estranged with his family. Oh, get out of town, Nick. Get out of town. That is no, fantastic. Not no, sorry about it. <laughs> oh, man. That is good. That's damn good. Mm. All right. Uh, what you, aside from that, what what do you choose here as your unanswerable question? Um, I think the – I honestly, Wes, I got to go with the date question. I think you raised a good point, and it makes a ton of sense, but we still do not know if Dr. Palmer or Dr. Nick went out on a date or had a relationship. So you said I, – I made a good point. You made a good point when you said that it was probably like a friend date thing. Oh, but oh still, okay. That is, the, that is what I want to know. Okay. I like that. Okay. Let's, let's go with that there. All right. Uh, so now what, what does it all mean, Nick? What does it all mean? The top Easter eggs and ties to the MCU. Uh, what, what's the mid credit scene that we get? Uh, Thor was finally uh, – he's finally returned to Earth uh, looking for Odin, which we find out more about what's going on with that later. Um, apparently Odin's not dead uh, after the events of the Dark World, and uh, Strange offers some help. What Very about interesting. Scene? Yes, the post credit scene, we get Mordo, who tracks down our guy Pangborn mm. and takes away his powers, making him paralyzed once again. 
Uh, of course, Morda wants to rid the world of all the unnecessary sorcerers. There's too many of them. Yeah, that poor dude, man. That was mm. he. Did, I'll tell you what, like he did that, that that acting job he did at the end was like I for I'd forgotten. I thought he just straight up killed him, but he stole his powers. That was that was brutal. That's that tough. Was, it's what, tough. Very well done, man. man. Yeah, Pangborn did a. Uh, did, what's the actor's name again? I know he's from um, Benjamin Bratt. Bratt. So wasn't he in Law and Order for a while? He was in one of those shows, NYPD Blue or something like that. And, and he was in Miss Congeniality, Homicide or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember from Miss Congeniality. Um, as for Stan Lee's cameo, that was during the battle with Cassilius and Mordo. Um, Strange falls onto a bus window with Lee um, reading a book titled The Doors, the Doors of Perception while uh, well, the setting is shapeshifting or whatever. Sorry. Yeah. I'm Ron Burgundy. I'm Ron Burgundy. Yes. Uh, yes. And another one is Palmer plays the role of the night nurse in some uh, comic book storylines. Nick, you should know this. As did Rosario Dawson's character in the MCU Netflix series. Uh, Feige has stated that they could explore Palmer's night nurse storyline in the future. Of course, this was 2016. So we are in the future, according to this. And that hasn't happened yet. So mm -hmm. I don't imagine it would. Yeah, well, think, is she in Multiverse of Madness? Uh, I do not know, yeah, but question. you don't. You still could have her, and you don't necessarily do that because if you're bringing in some of the characters from the Marvel Netflix verse, you could still bring in right. Rosario Dawson's character, right? Right, have them both in there. Yeah. Now the other mention, um, the other like allusion to possibly a Marvel important Marvel character on that phone call with Billy. Um, I don't know if it was our guy Billy D or if it was another Billy. I'm pretty fucking confused. You about mean that, Billy me or Billy him? I don't know. You, you, is it, your name's Billy too. <laughs> um. Anyways, so they have the, so Strange has that phone call. There's mention of the old lady. There's mention of the a girl that I, that I mentioned earlier that was struck by lightning, schizophrenia, implant, all that stuff in her brain. Um, then there's this one guy who I think is the first one we hear about, and he is a 35-year-old uh, Air Force colonel uh, who crushed his lower spine in some kind of experimental armor. I initially think, oh, it's obviously Rhodey because uh, this came out after Civil War. But as you found out in your research, Wes, there's no way with, with the timeline and everything that this is necessarily the case. More importantly, Rhodey is absolutely not 35 years old in this. I mean, you're, right. you're not going to It's weird 35. that they would say that, though, because obviously your illusions are – because, you know, uh, Civil War is fresh in our minds at this point. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, it, so it's kind of bushly that they would write that in there. It's kind of dumb. So in reality, Wes, once I once you told me the, that that was that I was incorrect in thinking it was Rhodey, I should have moved this into unanswerable questions and asked, "Well, is who wore the who is the who is that colonel? Like, what armor was he wearing? Was it hammer right. tech? And like, if you're not gonna have any sort, and I like the hammer tech. I love, love the Justin Hammer reference. Mm -hmm. uh, give, give justice for Sam Rockwell. Yeah. Uh, but if you're gonna do something like this, where you have this sort of thing, and like it's so clearly like ripe to have uh, an easter egg moment here and not do it then why do it at all yeah i don't know i don't know you just try i, I guess you're just trying to get you to think a little bit i, I don't yes I, I don't know that's one of those weird ones um but one thing they they definitely uh, planted a seed in our brain was with the, all the mentions of multiverse ancient one does it through mm -hmm. like she first does it when uh strange has his first like crazy trip then she talks about like the when they're first using the magic and everything, like harnessing the power from other dimensions um, of the multiverse. 
And it's just more mentioned. I think Mordo mentions it throughout. We just hear a bunch of it. Totally planting the seeds for like, hey, we're going to get multiverse shit. We know this is coming in. This is why Strange is such an important character and why you have to be invested in this movie. But for me, I, I think I got to give it to that one because as much as we knew multiverses were in play, it really, like they did it where it maybe was a little forced, but it didn't feel like, all right, we fucked. Like it wasn't like beating us over the head. With right. It. It just yeah. enough to like, hey, it's coming and this is where it all matters. So, you know, pay, pay the fuck attention. <laughs> Wait, wake up. Yes. Exactly. Uh, you weren't talking to me right there because no, I was absolutely no, but, paying attention. No, no. Credit to you for paying attention to me through that, that whole monologue there. What would you say? Uh, the, the shield internet sleuth award for internet research on the movie. Put on our scoopy internet sleuth hats here. Uh, mysticism slash spirituality apparently plays a big role in Cumberbatch's life, who uh, spent a gap year teaching English at a Tibetan <laughs> Buddhist monastery in Darjeeling, India. Okay. Very interesting. Yeah. I've, all right. I would. Uh, I, I, I hear gap year, and I just don't know why it makes me laugh. The idea well, that. You know, with, all, with all the talks of dicks and gaps, you know. I, I wasn't even thinking of on the brain. <laughs> Uh, astrophysicist Adam Frank served as a scientific consultant on the film. He noted that modern moviegoers may not necessarily understand these complex scientific ideas, but do appear to appreciate that, quote, amazing things happen from science. So by grounding your stories enough in science to not so much make them plausible, but to allow that science to open up new possibilities. Science. You know, sometimes with scientists, it's like... It's like they have to have like it has to be proven or whatever. But what's the what is it that um what's the, what's the show? Big Bang Theory, right? This, Sheldon's yeah. the main character. Sure. I, I I've watched it very sparingly, but the character is like um it's not hypothetical scientist, but what's the oh my god I theoretical forget. theoretical physicist? That's what the word I was going for. How the fuck is that? Are you a scientist if you're dealing with theoretical bullshit constantly and just come up with these wacky-ass theories? I'm not saying some of the stuff is incorrect necessarily, but it's just like I, you're just – we're trying to figure out X, Y, and Z, and you're here going and doing like A, you know, A, B, X, Zelda, and it's like doesn't make – where the fuck did you get to that? And what the hell does it matter? You're so smart. Why are we wasting our time dealing well, with these <clears throat> bullshit theories that you're like you're going through? You solve other important shit. If if I may, I think Please. I think I hear you, Nick. And if I could surmise what you're saying, it's that you're asking what's the difference between a conspiracy theorist and a theoretical scientist. That's a, That's a great point. That's a great point. They're both yeah. deal, dealing in theories. Yeah, exactly. I think that theory right there is a great one and worth our time and worth discussing further on another podcast. Good point, Wes. Or, and perhaps that, me, we'll change some minds here. Yeah, this is already gets because like of that. Uh, how, how, about this? how about Derrickson wanted Nightmare to be uh, the film's antagonist, along with the concept of nightmares themselves as being a dimension? Uh, but Feige felt that getting across the idea of a dream dimension as another dimension would have been challenging alongside everything else that the film was trying to introduce. Okay. So that's maybe what we're getting here, Nightmare in uh, Multiverse yeah, that, Madness. Yeah, that, that would make a lot of sense. I wouldn't mind getting some Mephisto, though. I'm seeing him pop up a little bit in, the, in a little mini Marvel event that's going on right now, and I still want to see A lot of talk about Mephisto. You would think. Maybe we'll see him in Loki. Who knows? You know, we've got to pay attention to those yeah, rumors, Wes. have a cameo, yeah. Yes. What if it's uh, Owen Wilson? What if Loki is Mephisto? Master of Mischief. Uh, Very talk about Strange being a know-it-all and a dick and a narcissist and, and a surgeon and stuff like that. Um, how about this? You know, for a guy 
has a photographic memory and prides himself on being detail oriented. After going through his cleanup routine, uh, Strange attaches his own mask, breaking a septic protocol. Uh, in fact, a surgeon would put on his or her mask, then scrub, then have the OR team gown and glove him or her. And another error is that he inserted his hands all the way through his gown to don gloves. Hands must never leave the sleeves and gloves must be put on uh, with the sleeves still covering. Okay, so I'm going to be honest. I got a little confused there and I was reading along as you were saying it. But I got the larger point that he broke like 15 different protocols, Wes. Yes, that's, that's it. I want you to know that I appreciate this research. <laughs> and because of that, this gets my vote. And that is so lazy on Marvel's part. Oh, Kevin Feige should be ashamed of himself. Well, you know, I, I do uh, in my free time like to browse the CDC website. And this just happens to be, uh, you know, a hobby. My When I saw that in the movie, it kind of came up as odd to me. I was like, hey, you know, that's weird. You look mark you. that down, Nick. It's you about four you. minutes into the movie, roughly. I don't know if there's a if there's a career that you could you know you could make a career out of this, but I think you know it's important that surgeons are kept in line. So especially movie surgeons. So you should go back, check Grey's Anatomy, check Scrubs, all this kind of stuff, and report the people accordingly. Yeah, we're gonna get fact checked on this here. We're gonna get slapped with a CDC guideline uh, censor on this. this yeah, you know what? It's not as bad as what Davey and Goo are doing. Where we're getting in trouble constantly on Facebook, right? Yeah, that's a good point. Always getting, I don't, I don't know. What do they do when you get in trouble? They're, they're using unlicensed, yeah, copyright stuff. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Davey's always playing music on his stream, like a dingbat at the start mm -hmm. of it. And then uh, Goo plays, you already know what Goo's doing with the drum yeah. line stuff. Yeah. I, hey, that's, that's good stuff. Uh, okay. So we'll go with that one there. How about the uh, Edith, even dead, I'm the hero award for who won the movie? Okay. Uh, to me, it's a clear cut answer, but you don't think anybody won this thing. I, I guess it has to be Dr. Strange. I just yeah. hate him in this movie because he's just so unlikable. He but he doesn't deserve any awards. He doesn't deserve to be a master of the mystics. That's part of why I like him though, Rhett, Wes. He's real. Like we want real with some of these characters too. We don't just want like, but yeah, but being, America, part of being real equate worthy. Like, do you like just being a dick for if you're a dick and a jerk to everyone in your life, why are you rewarded with that? Just because you found this place. Um, I think that is a fair question. And then maybe one could argue that he was meant to go on that path where he, he was able to get by on his intellect the entire time. And in or and then in, doing that he had to crumble crash and fall and then that was the only way he was going to get to where he was where he had to again start working his ass off and kind of be humbled um into becoming the sorcerer supreme how's that for on the spot okay, we'll, we'll go with that i like sure. that okay thank you for not fighting me on that um so dr strange wins this one we go to the yeah. sad bucky barnes award Stephen Strange lost the movie. I thought he was a big dick in this. I thought he has a big, again, just to reiterate, I thought he was like just a total jerk to Christine the whole time. Like, again, uh, you know, he's just breaking rules left and right. He's he's very disrespectful to uh, my man Wong, who is, uh, you know, really one, one of the real A-listers highlights of this movie. Uh, also to Mordo and to the Ancient One, very ungrateful through it all. Uh, you know, and, and the, the guy with no hand, uh, the hopeless one is is able to use his sling ring much better than than Doctor Strange, who has Wait, all ten of his fingers. That wasn't actually his name, right? The hopeless one. No, no. I like that though. That's a good one. Uh, but Wes, as much as 
he could still win another award, possibly. Um, I do think that who lost the movie, it has to go go to Jonathan Pangborn just because of what happened to him at the end. He's minding his own fucking business, and then Mordo just is like, yank, see ya. Not yeah. yours anymore. Also, yeah, I thought she did a great job. This is not so much a, a reflection of Rachel McAdams, but uh, more of Dr. Christine Palmer here. I kind of a tough life. She's like an ER doctor, you know? That's like kind of brutal in the city. Like That's kind of a tough job. Like, her boyfriend and Doctor Strange kind of is like a, a you know An verbally animal. abusive asshole to her, mm -hmm. uh, and also crippled, so can't probably can't please her sexually. Can't do any digit digit stuff anymore, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, and she's just putting up with all of this. And then he leaves oh, her for two years to, to go get like high on psilocybin mushrooms or something, and like the poor girl just comes back and she gets thrown into him, and he's like walking around in like robes and stuff in the city you, you know like i guess when you put it that from way her point of view like she's like i don't deserve any of this the the whole her being a surgeon thing i'm going to discount that portion of it because if you're in that line of work that's usually what you want it to be yeah but you just, it's a high burnout rate you know it's, it's just you, you see a lot of shit but for the rest of it wes she gets my vote because when you just like we've talked about this before, like with some of these characters, like you, like I have okay, so like I love you know Mortal Kombat, right? But I and I love Scorpion, but this go. character looks bizarre. And if he just shows up randomly in like street, like you know, when everybody's in street clothes, it's gonna look fucking weird. Well, that's exactly what happened with Stephen Strange, and she's got to deal with all this stuff like on the fly and, and save his life. And like, good for her, she just like blindly accepts the whole astral plane stuff, like in a on a whim's notice, like that. You know, she just yeah. goes with it. She did, she, yeah, but so she did a good job, but she definitely, um, I'm going to, I'm going to give her the L here, but just because of everything she has to endure. Yeah. yeah all, it's it's not her, you're right. It's not her. It's not Rachel McAdam, but, um, just what's going on around her. The J poor, Jonah poor Jameson award. What? It's a poor Christine. <laughs> um, best performance by a side character. West we have Wong, Jonathan Pangborn and the ancient one. Yeah, so this is tough because there, there really are not a lot of characters in this and all of them kind of play like they're not like Wong has such a reoccurring role where right? it comes up in Avengers Endgame and Infinity War and stuff. Um, the ancient one, of course, has a bigger role in this, too. You know, like they don't really like I know they're side characters, but they almost feel like that in between of a main character and a side character. To me, yeah. You know, we have the ancient one in here and I almost wouldn't count her as a side character as much as like she I want to give her my vote for this. I think Pangborn and Wong kind of fit into this probably best out of anybody. And you could argue that like the, the Dr. Nick is a side character. Um, you can't say Mordo is. I don't think you can even say Doctor Nick is actually a great nominee. He takes a lot of L's. He gets cucked big time. Yeah, he probably gets, and then he but he ends up doing the performance surgery by the end of it all. But I think, I think yeah, gonna, mm, he's a good one. But I think I'm going to go with Wong and all, especially when he just he breaks onto a fit of laughter at the end. Now, so my my vote for Pangborn is that he gets the the gift right he 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 is paralyzed he's quite literally like who is carrying him to karmatage like i i don't know that's a good friend like whoever that is you know yep. yeah that, that guy deserves the gift i don't i hope like what what do they do once they just drop him off and turn around like what, what they're like all right well we'll see you later uh they don't, they don't even stay for like a bed and breakfast or something they don't have like the usa today you can pick up and like stay overnight there and, and you know what uh, i know that strange you talk about how he's a dick and everything mordo is probably the biggest dick at the end of this because he oh takes, well, yeah of course at the yeah, end of it i understand like i un, you know we've talked before about how like when 
you now villains have it, we all have greater perspective and how with villains like a lot of times they are the hero of their story there's no longer this ha, i'm going to see the world burn like they actually have purpose like even when you're listening to Cassilius, he has a purpose he's an idiot because he didn't read the fine print but in right, general yeah. like he had he's kind of well-intentioned in the course of it all mordo his intentions aren't exactly the worst either but you see what he does to this poor guy who's legitimately minding his own business. That is a source where you should just kind of leave alone in the course. Yeah. He didn't deserve that. Yeah, I agree. But, but you know, Pangborn, like, he gets this this gift and he's like, nah, you know what? I'm not going to, you know, save the world or anything. I just want to play pickup hoops in the city again. Yeah, like that's pretty cool. Yeah, like that was his dream. He's like, you I, know, I could, I could do like anything. I could alter my mind. I can make uh, ropes out of sling rings and have a cool – uh, cape that that kind of protects me like a dog, mm -hmm. you know, or or I can just kind of be like a scoring guard and like a NYC pickup league. And you know, for that, Wes, I will give Pangborn my vote because I know how much you liked him in this movie. Yeah, so I think I think that's that too. Yeah, I think that's a good one. Um, how about the Terrence Howard Award for casting? What ifs? This is pretty big here. This is quickly one of my favorite car categories, especially when we do the origin movies, right? Because everything else. Is that kind of already cast at that point? But um, Stephen, let me know if any of these names jump out at you. Tom Hardy, never heard of him. Jared Leto, who? Yeah, Matthew McConaughey. I can't. Ethan Hawke. Oh. Your guy, Mew Ewan, Mew Ewan, Ewan, Ewan McGregor, <laughs> uh, Oscar Isaac, Keanu Reeves, Jake Gyllenhaal, Colin Farrell, and Ryan Gosling—all rumored to be considered for the role. Okay, so no to Jared Leto, no to Matthew McConaughey as much as I like him. Uh, no to Oscar Isaac, no to Ke definitely no to Keanu Reeves for this role. Um, no, eh, no to Colin Farrell, no to Ryan Gosling. So Tom Hardy, I would consider Hawk. No, um, McGregor, probably Gyllenhaal. I, I honestly, Jake Gyllenhaal, I think is one of the best actors of our generation. So I'm always like open to him in anything. You remember what yeah. used to do, but not for this role. I think Oscar Isaac could have done that well. I think Jake Gyllenhaal could have done it well, but no one else from that really jumps out. It made doesn't really fit. Uh, but that is pretty star studded. And I think we, we yeah. talked about this in a couple past episodes, but how they, uh, the MCU likes to have certain actors and they bring them in until they find the right role for everything. So what do we see with Oscar Isaac, Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, you know, a, a couple of right. these guys, right? Yeah, you know, am I missing anyone else? Jared Leto? No, no, yeah, Not Oscar yet. Isaac and, and Jake Gyllenhaal. They keep bringing them back in. And then Keanu Reeves, who's obviously mentioned in everything, they're like, all right, we're going to find the right fit for you here. Mm -hmm. And Tom Hardy is, of course, Venom now, too. So I know right. that yeah, it's so you, kind of in there. I, yeah. I wonder, I, I do wonder, like, backdoor stuff. But if we had to say one I, here, it would be Jake Gyllenhaal for me. Yeah. I'm always pretty much in any role, I'm comfortable with Jake Gyllenhaal taking on the responsibilities because he does such a good job. What was it? And, and maybe you and McGregor, I see the Ethan Hawke in the, in the look yeah. in the face yes, for it. That's why I said uh, but maybe you and McGregor could have done that too. Now that I'm thinking about it. Did you it, ever but... see prisoners? Yeah. I love that. Is I don't talk about that movie enough and I, I don't know where that is on my like all time rankings, but I fucking love that movie. That was so that's, good. It's so on some streaming service right now, prime oh or, or something right now. So messed up. I got to rewatch that thing. Um, so we're in agreement on Gyllenhaal then, as yeah, I think so. Yeah, with with Oscar Isaac and Ewan McGregor in there. As for the I am inevitable award for best quote, one of my favorites, uh, Wes. What is your one nominee? 
Uh, so yeah, I, I also have a late edition here too, but the Ooh. other one I think it, it kind of encapsulates everything from uh, about this movie, but also to the audience too, kind of like what we talked about with Tenet with uh, it's like don't don't think about it, just feel. And that's mm -hmm. kind of like the message to uh, John David Washington and the audience like early on in the movie. It's forget everything you think you know. It's Mordo right before uh, uh, he says to Strange right before entering the doors of the Karmatage, right? Forget everything you think you know. And that's kind of like your message before entering this whole new world and it's almost like hit you know mordo speaking directly to the audience to, through the screen they're breaking that fourth wall so i kind of like that as a, as a big kind of a uh, big idea so to speak it's a good one it's a good one uh and the other one is when Cassilius meets uh dr strange for the first time and he says mr uh and then he says doctor and he says mr doctor and he's like strange actually he's like it is kind of strange, but who am I to judge? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is a good. That's a good. Back that's a great forth. exchange. It is a great back and forth. It's definitely one of the better ones, and I think, um, if we, yeah, that's definitely a good. It's a good candidate. Um, Dormammu, I've come to bargain is obviously became a meme and everything. Still sure. kind of is. Um, uh, just Wong, like Adele. I thought that whole thing was awesome, but I honestly, we're talking back and forth, Wes. I think yours probably trumps that. Um, for me, my favorite quote. In all this, though, is we never lose our demons, Mordo. We only learn to live above them, and that's oh. the that's from the ancient one. And as much as yours, yours is the is one that people will remember and is funny. Um, I didn't remember this quote, but I do think it's pretty. I think it's a pretty powerful one, and it, it's all. I about like that a lot, Nick. Uh, you know, as, as someone uh, you know who knows anybody who's been through a twelve step program or you know, dealt with addiction or anything like that, right? Um, I think that's, that's very applicable in anything. I like that a lot. I like that one, Nick. You deserve some credit for that. How about that? Thank you very much. Well, credit to you for being so humble and not voting for your own um, nominees because you did have one in there that could have given me a run for the money. But, uh, a little bit, a little bit. But, uh, Wes, uh, enough about us. Uh, actually, no, wait a minute. No, it's still our time. We still got to the Discharge Depot. I'm getting ahead of myself. My apologies. Yeah. Oh, um, you, oh, you want to hit that button real quick. No, no, no. It's time to get all aboard. The Discharge right. Depot is leaving the station, ladies so, and gentlemen. Nick, what'd you do this weekend? For me, uh, my brother was in town and um, his, his lovely fiance, and actually got to meet my lady friend for the first time. So that oh. went swimmingly. Um, she got to meet the whole family. Like we, I, my I had were, a cousin. Were you nervous at all? Did you like we like boozing a little bit more than usual? Or? No, no, not at all. No, not no. I, well, I mean, I had a, I had work after too, so it's like I can't really. But uh, oh. either way, it went, no, it went well. It went, it went very course, well. Of course, you had work after. She seemed to have yeah. Well, it's weekend. Yeah, dude. I mean, I, it's just how it is um, for now, at least. But anyways, it was, um, yeah, it was a good time. I enjoyed it. And I, I don't think I, like, I'm trying to think that I watch anything, um, but I am going to throw my dad under the bus here. He oh. binged Game of Thrones and he texted and then he texted me this last week and I had to, Laura and I had talked to him about this. He said, I wouldn't change anything about the way it ended. And oh. I was like, I was like, Bran is your fucking king. Are you kidding me? Spoiler alert for those who haven't watched it. Yeah. And he, and he was like, uh, he's like, yeah. I mean, he makes the most sense. He's actually the most, like he doesn't have, you know, he gives you all the reasons. It's like, but that's not fucking good. I'd rather have Cersei be the goddamn queen at the end of it all. You it's want much, Cersei to be the queen? I'd rather have Cersei be the queen at the end of that show. The way everything went. No, 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 no. you don't mean Cersei. You mean uh, Daenerys Targaryen. No, no, I love Daenerys, and I I wanted Daenerys. You wanted Cersei. I Cersei know, Lannister. Cersei is not my first pick, Wes. But I would rather have that show. Not look. If I'm talking about like I'm living in that realm of like the whole according to Jim argument, then yeah, okay. Bran is the one I'm probably picking out of all of that. Maybe Jon Snow, 
But if I'm talking for the entertainment value of the show, I am absolutely picking Cersei over Bran in the, wow. for, as my queen. Absolutely. Hot take. Nuts. Hot take. Five I'm, years in the making. That's, I think most great. people would agree with that. I think most people would. That's that might be an older take, Nick. I like it. It's throwing flames. All right. Maybe we'll tweet this out at some point then. Um, yeah. See what wow. we, can, we can get at that. But what did you do this weekend, Wes? Jeez, I'm taken aback by that. Um, a lot of poolside chilling. Yeah, beautiful weather that we missed out on last weekend. Uh, I, I did a uh, – I took a page out of my Mask Off Massachusetts Memorial Day weekend breakout bonanza extravaganza. Uh, I went to the chart room here, uh, the chart room, uh, and had a mudslide and watched the sunset right in the Katamit. Uh, so, what's that? Did you wash your hands after? Oh, mud pie, mud slide. Uh, yeah, I get it. Uh, no, I did not actually because I want to build up immunities to it. That's yet. your show. Oh, wait a minute. Isn't Dave back this week? Dave is coming back soon. I don't know if it's this week or not. Um, uh, it's the 16th or something like that, right? Because I got to get on for the first season so that way. Yeah, you'll, you'll enjoy it. You'll whip right through it. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure I will. Lauren likes it. So, I mean, I guess I'm watching it with her. But there you go. Um, Chart, so I got to get to the sea salt though. That's the one we got to do. Yeah, that get to the so sea cool. salt. I'm telling yes. you, Falmouth, Falmouth's a nice little town. And and you know, we're going to see could see some houses this weekend. Uh, mm-hmm. one we love, one we really love. So I would love it if the listeners just out there maybe like put out some good juju, you know, put out some good vibes our way. Mm-hmm. We've been uh sore losers, you know, tough luck losers on a couple uh houses here. So hopefully, this one's the one here. You got to channel your, you got to line your chakras and all that stuff. It would have a lovely office, you know, so you don't have to see this like shitty wood living room stuff. Like I would actually have my own space. Okay. I mean, that's fair. I understand when you have your own space. I do respect that, but I do like your living room. Don't make No, yeah, you know, it's not, I, I want my own place. I want my own yard. I want to cultivate, uh, uh, plants and vegetables. I want to raise chickens and, and have eggs Fresh out of a chicken's butt in the morning. So I don't. I know that all that's bullshit. But the garden thing, I thought you were serious about. I I do not like gardening. I absolutely hate that. No, shit. I, I do. I want to do it. You want to have a garden? Yeah. Good for you, Wes. Speaking of cultivating, though. This week in the shared universe. All right, Wes. Uh, Dork has something a little fun planned. Uh, do you want to tell the people what's going on aside from their episode, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It? Yeah, they're doing uh, something very cool this week. I wish I wish I had a system for this. This would be a lot of fun. Uh, it's the hashtag Dork Cart Invitational, and I believe this is going on Arvon D's Twitch, Ryan Davies' Twitch stream. Yes, yes sir. Uh, so it was at twitch.com uh, backslash Arvon D. I think it's Twitch, twitch.tv slash Arvon D, but just search. Right. Twi- yeah, well, I'm just letting the people know. That's I all. got the backslash there. That's the important part. That right? is if the you, important part. If you know part. Twitch, you know where, where to go at that point. Exactly. And Wes and I are not Switch guys. I have an Xbox, and I am not buying anything until uh, the PS5 comes out for when uh, – What is because I, I don't play video games enough. The only right. game I play now is against Joe, and it's the show, and he kicks my ass every time now. <laughs> and, and this is cool. It seems like a really fun idea, right? So it's, uh, it's going to be eight people. Uh, 200 cc's, right? And, and a crown, a crown, a little winner here. I think we have uh Billy D doing some sort of cool graphics for it. So, yes, I believe that's uh 9 30 Eastern Standard Time on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, depending on when you're listening to this, maybe I don't, I don't know if you can catch a, a replay. I don't know if that works on Twitch. They do do replays. I do not know if Davey is going to do that, but I'll be, okay. I, I will absolutely be watching this thing. Um, maybe even pop in on the Discord while they're doing it. Who knows? Um, yeah, Mac and Goo did canceled movies. Part two. 
Oh, and, um, and Dork is also doing The Conjuring. The Devil Made Me Do It. That's their, their episode this week. Yeah, I, I, I did mention that. Right oh, my, my apologies. I got, I got so wrapped up in the Dork card invitation. I know. It's just so it's so exciting. It's t- it, Honestly, it does suck that we're not going to be able to do it. I we know. Just, we I just know. don't have the system. Um, Let's see. Uh, As for the People for Communism podcast, speaking of uh, slump busters, they are moving away from their whole political agenda, which I think is this nice. Is big. And they're going to be scrounging through Billy's uh, porn collection, part oh, wow. one. And I guess somehow Superbad ties into that. I'm not entirely sure, but. Is it Superbad or is it the 40-year-old virgin with uh, Boner Summer, Boner Jams 07? Uh, fuck. You don't remember that? It's like uh, Paul Rudd brings over all the porno. Uh, to so there you go. It's, it's, 40 year old, it's 40-year-old virgin. And I, I don't remember that, though. No. Um uh, TLDR, Joe is talking Image Comics Coyote, and I am talking Boom Studios Red Mother, which, by the way, I didn't mention this earlier, but my guy at uh, Time Capsule said this is the best comic book of the last year. It was only 12 issues, and it started in 20, December 2019 and ended last year. The Red Mother read, or Coyote? Uh, the, the Red Mother. He said it's mm-hmm. the best the best book of last year, So, and I've really enjoyed it so far. I'm almost done with it, and I, okay. Joe and I both missed it. I do not know how, um, but – right. The big news in the DSG this week, outside of the Dork Cart Invitational, is Get Help a Loki podcast is making its debut. Yes, we have the new logo. If you're already subscribing on Apple Podcasts or anywhere uh, you can access podcasts for that matter, you might have seen the updated logo there. Uh, thank you once again, Billy D, for, for, uh, for providing the graphics. Uh, but episode one on Wednesday, I know the episodes released, what, around nine or so? or, or mm-hmm. I, I don't know when exactly. I got to hammer down the details I imagine it might be around lunchtime that we do the live. Just don't uh, live cross stream. over. Just don't do it at one. That's all I'm going to ask because that's when TLDR is oh. on. And oh, Goo, oh, Goo yeah. man, we have a real war of the words then. Yes, Goo tends to uh, Goo. Was it uh, News Dump? And I've heard it both ways. By the way, they have episode 13 on. I've heard it both ways this week of season two. They tend to um, not coordinate that, that well on Thursday. It's always I they, see. Can, they always seem to screw that up. So. One to two is TLDR's time frame. So I'm asking you to please make sure that he does not go. I know he's tough with scheduling, but I'm asking. Right. Yeah, it might be tough for me this this week too, as I was telling you before. Oh, yeah, no, this a lot of right. stuff. So this this week, you know, we might ha- we might have to, you know, not have a set time for this week and next week. But um, you but know, no, the, the, the weird thing with the works. news dump, though, real quick is, uh, you know, typically I feel like the news dump should be recorded Friday morning and then released at 5 p.m. every Friday. I, I, that's what I just think it should happen. Recorded Friday morning and then released. Have, yeah, that makes sense. Like the Friday news dump, right? Mm-hmm. That's yes. like the whole joke. Yes. No, I I understand it should be recorded on Friday, but I feel like it should be re- released as soon as it's done recording. But yeah, but again, like or whatever. You know, you watch it in the morning and then release. Sometimes I don't get it until Saturday, and I'm like, what's going on here? Yeah. No, that doesn't make any sense. Oh, you mean like that? Oh, oh, okay. Well, I, I, that no, that doesn't make any sense. I agree with you on that front. Um, and then we have the streamers. Of course, you mentioned Davey already, but Doc uh, mm-hmm. over is at Batcracker. Um, and then Shime is Shime Time on Twitch. Make sure you guys are following them. I don't know if they're going to be doing anything for the Dork Card Invitation, but I would imagine it's all just going to be Davies like you mentioned before, Wes. But uh, maybe it's just a, you know some preamps, some some Grand Prix or something to warm up. Yeah, maybe. Um, do we? Do you have anything planned for us for next week? Or are we going to figure that out Ooh, between you? That's and a good then? question. Let me see here. It's been a while since we did a TBD. 
Yeah, it might be. I think we might have a free play here. Uh, let me pull yeah, it up. Isn't free guy supposed to be coming out some point soon too? Wasn't that the whole thing? Um. Oh yeah, six fifteen. No, but we could do another build the cinema year. We could move that up a week. We could do that. Um. We'll see what's like. I feel like there's got to be something else that's like streaming out there too, or whatever that I liked, or I don't know. But we'll we'll Sweet figure. Tooth? it out. I don't know. Is, is that worth it? Oh well. Okay. Joe loved the book. We talked about it on TLDR, but he and he watched the first episode. I have not read the book. He said it's for people who haven't read the book. You you will like it, but as someone who read the comic, like it leaves a little bit to be desired. Okay. All right. So, well, we'll we'll leave it open. We'll see. Maybe something pops up. You know. Maybe uh, maybe we'll have some fun with it. Yeah, sounds like a plan to me. So then, what is it? Same bat time, same bat place. Yes, but always a different topic. <laughs> <laughs>